You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. Hello, everyone. I am excited about today's podcast because I get to interview my good friend, Micah. Now, Micah is the co-CEO of a company called Soundstripe. I met Micah when he was right out of high school playing guitar in a band. He started the company a few years ago with two of his friends. And in the first year, they brought in $127,000 in revenue. Fast forward to now, they have 65 employees and brought in $6.5 million in revenue in 2019. From 2018 to 2019, they had 79% growth. Amazing. Here's my conversation with Micah on how all that happened. Micah, how are you? I'm I'm so happy to see you. That's how <laughs> I am. It's uh it's been a long time. I know we connected in Nashville about what month and a half ago, I guess so. Yeah. And, well, uh, about a month ago. Yeah. So it was awesome catching up and hearing your story. So thanks for being on the podcast. I always say this, you know, anytime somebody gives me their time, I mm. Uh, it's, it's a huge thing because you can't get back time. You can get back money, but you can't get back time. Totally, man. I, I feel you. No, thanks for thanks for asking me. It, it it's always an honor when someone wants uh, my time or words, and I hope that you know it's valuable and useful. Yeah, well, you're a busy man, so obviously a lot of people want your time. I just got some questions I would love to to ask you and um, for our audience to get to know you. And last time we met, I mean. I literally, I was catching a flight and you remember like, I didn't want to stop the conversation between <laughs> you and Travis. And I literally walked to the airport. I never, never sat down. Like I walked straight onto the plane and I was like, Ooh, that is cutting it close. And we hit traffic in Nashville. And I was like, I did not think about traffic. So I kept looking at the clock. I'm like, dude, your flight leaves in 45 minutes to get an Uber like now. <laughs> yeah. I got in a van with a minivan with a guy that had a long beard and long hair and it looked like he was probably in a metal band. And I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. be I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> I think he was playing like classical music or something. That was very strange. But anyway, um oh man, tell me a little bit about tell our audience like tell us a little bit about your story. So I knew you 10 years ago. You're a guitar player at slept till 4 p.m. Um <laughs> You hardly ever had a shirt on. You just walked around shirtless all the time. Um, didn't know where you were. You'd get up there. You'd play guitar. I would sound check your guitars because you wouldn't be awake for sound check. <laughs> and now you're a co-CEO of a large company. So tell us the story. Oh, geez. Life's a weird thing, man. You, you know, you get those. T- this day, 10 years ago on Facebook or whatever, and I've got dreads down, you know, I'm 30 pounds lighter and dreads down, down to my shoulders. And yeah, it's life's a weird thing. Um, yeah. So 10 years ago, correct. In a band toured around as a guitar rock bands for 10 years. Um, somewhere in there knew that I didn't want to be on the road forever. And you see people that are in their like middle age and they're still on the road and they never got off the road. It's not a good scene, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, Oh buddy, like you need rest. You need to go home and rest. Um, <laughs> True. So it's like, I just, that's, this isn't for me. So I started a studio like a lot of band guys do. 
um, in that met my now business partner, who's my best friend in the whole world. Um, and he was also on the road uh, um, playing. And uh, he had started a studio as well with the same thought in mind. I don't want to do this forever. Anyway, we started working together producing artist records. Um, there's not a whole lot of money in that, trying to pay the mortgage, producing small independent artists. Uh, right. Not, not, not real. Uh, Nashville dream. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we started, uh, we, through this ad, random Avenue, we started making um, jingles for advertisements, like you know, big corporations and whatever. And, um, but though it's just the way in which that worked. Um, we ended up with like 30 or 40 of these little jingles on our hard drive that we made no money off of. Um, <clears throat> and that felt strange because when, when we could make money off of one, we would make a lot of money off of one. So it felt like, right. man, these have, we got to find use for these somewhere else. So a couple of failed business models later, um, we ended up with this idea uh, called Soundstripe. Uh, and essentially what it is, is we're a stock media company. Um, if you, for your business, want to make little promos for, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram uh, marketing videos, we have cinematographers that use us. You come to our website, you pay a, a flat subscription fee, and then you get the rights to use all of our songs, all of our videos, all of our sound effects, however you want, wherever you want, unrestricted for the same price. So in our, in our industry, that was a pretty revolutionary um, business model when we launched in 2016. It's much more common now. We've kind of changed that, that market. Um, so yeah, so go, going from sleeping till four in the afternoon to found, founding a company, um, to raising a few rounds of capital. And now we've got 65 employees and I wake up much sooner than 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so you have 65 employees. And when you started, it was just you and your partner. Yeah, right? me, me, and, me and Travis and uh, our third co-founder, Trevor, who's our, our CTO, our technical guy. All right, so... When all this happened, because probably a lot of our listeners probably don't, they don't know this industry. Um, it, it definitely is something new and it was very informative when you were talking to me about it. But how fast did the ball get rolling? Like you started <laughs> in 2016, 2015, when did you? Uh, so 16 is when we launched the, uh, the site, like our actual web app is when we launched February 16th. Um, the idea for this company, I mean, Travis and I tr tried three or four different businesses that fell on their face, um, between 2010 and 2014. And in 2014 is when we actually had landed on a business model that was let's provide music, licensed music to people on a subscription. So then it took us two, two years to develop and actually launch something. So two years to develop and launch it from yeah, 26. That was just to get, to, that was just to get to the starting line, right? Like just <laughs> to get to the starting line was fall on your face for, for, you know, five years. And then we got to the starting line and it was so fun when we launched the site and we're sitting, you know, you think it's going to be this like cool thing. You're like, Oh, cool. Like you ring the bell, like when they go public with companies or whatever. And it was like, <laughs> Trevor like hit the enter key and we we're like, okay, we're company now. And like nothing changes. <laughs> You're still just sitting in a living room with two dudes, like, okay, cool. So, uh, Trevor, you know, Trevor goes home and um 
uh, two hours later or something, three hours later, my phone goes bing, and we had our first subscriber. We got paid ten bucks, and we like lost our minds. Like we got ten dollars. Was it like somebody's mom that subscribed uh, to it? No, it was some just <laughs> person. Um, That's and, awesome. Anyway, so yeah, it, it, it's been it's it it was crazy. It took us a couple of years to get to the starting line, and then um, we we were very um, we knew the idea was good. Where we got very um, where we're really grateful is that the the our product and market timing was just per, like it was just perfect, and we didn't even know what we were getting into. Um, we thought at the beginning this could be, you know, this maybe we could do a couple million in revenue and have a team of 10 or 11 and make some musicians some money. And that would be amazing. Uh, And it's become a lot more than that really quickly. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, I don't want to deceive anybody in saying there's this little meme that has a guy on the back of a lion and it's like supposed to be the founder and CEO or whatever. Right. people point out and go, wow, look at that guy is so brave and so courageous riding that lion. And meanwhile, the the internal thoughts of the guy is like, how the hell did I get on this lion? <laughs> right. They didn't see you in the fetal position crying in the corner of the room. <laughs> or stress vomiting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I never yeah. thought stress vomiting was a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah, that's great because I, I hear all the time, you know, people, especially in the salon industry, like, hey, you can go be your own boss. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a that's not that easy. That's that's a tough thing, you know, to have leaders and mentors. Like that's something that I value. What's it like in the life of Micah? Like in your company, do you have people holding you accountable, or you just get to go do whatever you want to do and never develop yourself? That last yeah. comment was sarcastic. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? I think the idea. <sighs> The idea of being your own boss, it to some extent, is an illusion, because you may not have. Well, okay, couple couple different things. One to me is boss can be um, interpreted a few different ways. If you're thinking about boss of like I don't have anybody telling me what to do, sure, you, you can put yourself in a position where you don't have anybody telling you what to do, but your light bill and your rent. And your family's food and all those things, they don't have to talk to you. That's your new boss. Um, So you always have a boss. Um, You always have a responsibility of of some kind. And when you, it's not easier not having a boss. It's harder not having a boss. Um, It's more challenging. And now there's like, I feel like there's some rewards that come with that. The second piece to this, to me, the, the, the thing that, we have found incredibly valuable as we've gone along in this journey, we've had mentors and advisors that we pay to be our mentors and advisors since the, almost the very beginning at the first year, we didn't have anybody because we didn't have anybody, but really quickly we started surrounding ourselves with um, older, wiser people that have been there that have done that, that point and say, Hey, there's a hole there. You're about to step in it. Um, and if we do step in the hole, it sucks. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, as far as the, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's not a. Now, are these mentors, are they more business? Is it more mental leadership or is mm. it all of the above? Yes. All. Yes. The answer is yes. 
Um, and we, you know, for us, we always say, um, one of our, uh, uh, core values at the company is always strive to grow and learn. And so part of that, we try to back up with budgets for each one of our leaders to go find a coach. Um, we don't pick up for them. We let them choose. It's same for us. I mean, this year we worked with an executive coach that, um, it was, it was business oriented sort of, but it more felt like business counseling. Like it was like therapy every time we met, right. um, kind of going internal as to like, what do you, what do you want to manifest into the world? What do you want to make this company turn into, um, what kind of impact do you want to have on the people that come into contact with you and this organization? And that was very like borderline spiritual. Uh, it was pretty wild work. And then we have, you know, we have a CFO advisor who's like strictly business, uh, all things like, you know, projecting out the next three to five years and um, what kind of capital should we raise and should we do venture debt or whatever? Yeah. I feel so like it's, a CF- it's, a, it's a plethora. Yeah. I feel like a CFO definitely needs to be oh. more <laughs> business. <laughs> oh, man. I'm I I I'm so grateful for uh, his name's Viraj. I'm so grateful for that guy. He's been around for three years now. Um, yeah, incredibly grateful. It's important. Mentorship's huge. Yeah, and you mentioned one of your core values. I'd love to dig into that a little bit. Tell me a yeah. little. How many core values do you have? When did you develop them? And what are they? Sure. Uh, well, I won't <laughs> won't recite all ten. There's ten of them. Um, you know, this it's actually kind of a funny story. Travis, my business partner, we're very yin yang. So I'm kind of a loud mouth. Um, and I go a hundred thousand miles an hour until I fall on my face kind of a thing. And he's this very like steady, patient thinker, researcher, um, steady guy. Um, he started writing our core values two years before we launched the company. Like it was like 2014. There was nothing. It was literally me, him and one other dude. And he started writing these core values. Like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. We don't even have a product yet. You know, <laughs> well, he rubs that in my face all the time because it's there. They were the beginnings, and to this day, still are foundational to how we hire people. Um, what kind of behavior is acceptable and not acceptable uh, between anyone? And this is like, just because I am at the top of the pyramid, I'm also accountable to those um, core values. And if I go out of those, anybody, everybody and anybody in this organization has the right to call me out on it. And it's, it happens. <laughs> what, what I love about core values is A, it establishes who you are and B, if there, are any, if, if there is any correction, you take your emotions out of it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, hey, this is, this is what we're about and mm-hmm. you're not showing that. And basically you take the, the, me out of the situation. It's like, we're going to yeah. mirror you up against the, the core values. So I love that you have that. Right. So share a couple of them with sure. us. Uh, so a couple of my, um, uh, they run the gamut too. Some of them are behavioral, some are, uh, so one of my favorites is keep it light. Uh, I don't know if you'll post the video of this, but there's a draft behind me. Part of, part of keeping it light is more than just, uh, playing around or joking around, but it's the acknowledgement that we're, we're a stock media company. If we screw up, no one bleeds, no one dies. Just relax. Take a yes, breath. I love and that. take a freaking breath and, and center yourself and do your work because you'll do better work if you can take a, a, a step back and keep it light. So that it's, it's, while it's kind of fun, there's also a deeper meaning to it. 
um, con- confront harsh realities with optimism um, is one I, I, I like. I feel like you, the optimism part of it is we're going to find a solution to this. Like this, this is a harsh reality. We need to talk about it. We need to find a solution for it. Um, I love that. And by the way, listeners, if you're listening to this, when he said giraffe, it's a stuffed giraffe, not a real giraffe, but that would be pretty awesome if that was a real giraffe behind If you. I could have a real giraffe behind me, I would. <laughs> You would have a tall chair. Yeah, it's like a, four, it's a four and a half foot stuffed giraffe that one of our employees gave me a couple of years. It has ago. a mask on. Um, so. Obviously, <laughs> wear your mask, people. Um, uh, so but, yeah, man, I, I think if you if if for anybody who's like considering having a team, right, or even if it's just you and a partner, have having some sort of mutually agreed upon, like, hey. You have to align with these things, with these ideals, with these values, or you can't be here. Um, is really important and and holds together the fabric of it's a big group of people to try to keep on the same page, you know. So I would encourage everybody to go um, Google Zappos. They're a yes. freaking shoe company, but they're like known for their culture and their customer service. We, we flew to Vegas when we were a team of six, we flew to Vegas just to take a tour. Uh, and it's incredible. I mean, yeah. A shoe Look company, a shoe, the, company. a shoe company. You wouldn't even know they're a shoe company. Um, fun fact, you can call their customer service line. They will not hang up on you. You can ask them anything. You can ask them for directions to the nearest McDonald's and they'll tell you. That's also hey here. It's incredible. This is complete sidetrack, but my wife worked for a restaurant um, in downtown Greenville years ago when she was in college. And what if you ordered anything on the menu that if you ordered something that was not on the menu, they would go somewhere else and get it. Awesome. And I was like, man, well, that's great customer service. That's how you. But win. I love the the core values, and you know that's. That's we just I love that Travis developed those, even though you're laughing at them before the company. We just developed our staff core values um about a month ago. And so awesome. we have three radiate positivity, um, add value, and be a better version of yourself every day. So better yourself. So those are the I three. And that. I'm like, look, if you can do those three, you will work in our company. So that is um, that's so great, man. So that's awesome. I'd love to know because you went from three people to would you say sixty five? Um, yeah. Tell me, like there had to be some growing pains in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to say the least. Um, yeah. So you know, we've we've taken we stand pretty firm on, um, and it seems actually to me very obvious. Our company is our people. It's not. Our, our people make the thing that people buy, right? So like we, our engineers that make the web app, our musicians that make the music are, you know, our people is Soundstrike. That's, that's what it is. And so we've always taken hiring um, very, 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 very seriously. Um, we will hire the right person over a quality, like, if there's two candidates and one of them's super qualified and the other one's like kind of qualified, but they're, they're, a they're a right fit for the culture and they've got the right attitude and they've got the right vigor. We'll hire that person. Um, and, and, and as we've gone along, our interview process is pretty painstakingly long. Um, 
And, you know, I think as we've grown, I, I don't get to meet uh, some of the people that we hire until after we've hired them at this point, which is the weirdest thing in the world, by the way. And, um, but we still do pre pandemic, we would do a founder lunch with every new employee. Um, and we just think that that, that kind of connection with your people is important. Um, and the growing pains along the way from, you know, a team of three dudes in the back of a house to 65 people and struggling with, um, making sure that we, uh, have diversity on our leadership team, um, struggle with, um, you know, um, there's conflicts that are uncomfortable. You shove this many people into the same roof. It's like, there's going to be tension, right? It's why like going back to core values. It's why that stuff's important. Um, it's, it's people, people are everything. The growing pains are real. And every six months, my job is new. I have a new job every six months. I've had the same title for five years. But my my job changes every six months because of the nature of the work changes as the as the team grows and changes. Yeah, you gotta keep developing yourself. And I mean, you guys are on the forefront of an industry that's really new. So you guys got you have to keep evolving or you're gonna be left. Yeah, we get we get smoked. I mean, you know, there wasn't a ton of competition in what we were doing when we first started. And now there's a whole lot of it. That's awesome. I love that you do the the lunches with the the new hires and that you um, you hire the person over the skill. And mm-hmm. we do that in our own company, which is kind of, um, you think about like cutting hair and owning a salon, people are like, oh, you hire, we want experienced people. I'm like, mm, no, I'd rather have somebody right out of school, 19, mm-hmm. and get them into our culture and mm-hmm. teach them everything. Um, cause this, we both know it's way easier to, to teach skills than teach for them to form bad habits. <laughs> How to be a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I, there's, um, and you know what? You don't have to, you can have both. It's, it takes, it, it takes longer, but you can find those people where we're hiring a person. Um, we've, we have, we've got like 12 job openings right now. So if anybody works in the software industry or whatever. Hit there me you up. Go. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. We're hiring a whole bunch of people. Come on. Um, but we're hiring, you know, this, this one fella right now who is mind blowingly talented. His resume is incredible. Um, and he is a fantastic leader. He's curious. He asks questions. He does, he doesn't assume that he just knows better than everybody else. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait till he's on board. It's going to be great. So I'm I'm going out on a limb. You have 65 employees. Okay. Do they all live in like from Nashville or do people move in to come work for you guys? Or do they, I'm sure some are um, working from home right now, but you have this beautiful office building. I'm assuming they come and work in the office, but have there been people moved from other states to come be a part of what you guys are doing? Is that, yeah, you're nodding your head right now. Like that has to, and I want you to explain you know, elaborate on that, but that's got to be very humbling that you started something and now people are picking up their entire lives and moving across state lines. That's, that's a big freaking deal. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a mix of both. Um, there are some folks that have picked up and moved here. Um, since COVID, 
uh, hit, we chose to go remote first. I mean, the day it hit, you know, everybody went remote, right? right. We've chosen as a culture to, we were headed in that direction to go remote first so that we could expand our talent. I mean, we're a software company, right? It's not like we need local. Um, but um, yeah, we, so we've got a mixture of both. And I will say on the humbling side of things, heck yeah, it's humbling. I, it, it, it feels like my, my mother-in-law one time, she's older. I'll just say that. I'm not going to say her age. That's rude. <laughs> she's, she's older. And, but one time we were just chatting and she just said, you know, you never feel like you actually grow up. Like, you know, I'm never like, I don't, I'm not like an adult now. And that's how I feel, man. It's like, I can imagine that some people will be like, Oh wow. Like you've got all these employees and you've got this cool office and Holy crap. You did how much in revenue and you blah, blah, blah. And I'm still just like, I'm just a guy that played guitar once and didn't want to do that anymore. And didn't, the heck else? I didn't have anything on my resume. Guitar player is what was on my resume. I did it right out of high school. So, um, you just, this is, it's incredibly, it's incredibly humbling. Um, do you know what the, um, employee, like the furthest they moved, do you know like what state they're from? We don't have any, but we don't have any, uh, we've never hired out of country. Okay. Yeah. But besides that, we've uh, everywhere. Hey, else. you never know. 2021. <laughs> yeah. I heard 2021 yeah, is going to be better than 2020. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to even. That's what everybody said about 2019. You remember that? Everybody leaving 19 is like, this year was crappy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you better watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Anything is up. I would love to know, like, we talked a little bit about when you were in the band. You slept till 4 p.m. You got up, you you like walked off the bus and you're like, where's dinner? And I'd point that way. You'd go eat dinner and then you would do the show and you'd be like, hey, what songs are we doing? And then you would just stay up with the bus driver and just hang out all night. Yeah. Um, that was your life for the most part. What is your life like now? Because when we scheduled this, you sent me a calendar invite and I was like, what? Micah knows how to send a calendar invite. So like, what are, did you have to put some disciplines? Cause this is something I'm passionate about is mm -hmm. going by a calendar because mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that I'll be all over the place if not. And I feel like you're the same way. Um, so what, what did that transition look like? Was it a hard thing to learn or were you like, Nope, I got to do this or I'm going to get eaten alive. You know, it, it, the, it's, it's so funny, man, because it's, when I think back to these moments, like, this all came in because of team. So as soon as there's more than like four or five people, all of a sudden, you know, you got to get organized. And if you don't get organized, things go bad. Things go fall through the cracks and people miss things. And now, I mean, it, there's, I'll say it's been a slow, it's been a slow evolution into, into this, but now, I mean, this might sound weird, but I put, like last night I hung out with a buddy and on my calendar from six to eight 30 was cabana times with Wendell. It's like literally on my calendar. Right. Um, and if it's not, I don't do it. I don't go. I mean, it is so, I would, I would die. <laughs> I would die. I would die. You would you'd be like, Mike, you need to be in here. You need to be in there. Like literally I love to fish. It's the thing that's, it fills me up. It's very peaceful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my brain just kind of stops thinking about work when I'm out on the lake, but I have mm-hmm. to schedule it now. Because mm-hmm. I mean, we we don't really have days off. <laughs> so yeah. if I don't if I don't schedule out my resting days, the days I'm going to rest and get myself filled up, it won't happen. And the people that suffer first and foremost is our families, and yeah. then the people in our work. You know, man. I mean, and on that, I would say. Um, not only is it important to just use a calendar, it's important to actually use it as a tool to, you know, people say you can tell what's important to a person by their um, check ledger, like what they're spending money on. It's kind of the same to me. uh, Time is a currency, just like money is a currency. Uh, Time's not, you can't replace it. But if you look at your calendar, like I can look at my calendar, I'm looking at my calendar right now. I can audit what things I'm spending time on. And in my role at this point in, in, in the company, my responsibility is people, strategy, and cash. Those are the only three things that I need to be thinking about. So if I look on my calendar and I see a bunch of in the weeds crap, it's like bells go off going, what am I doing? Why have I not delegated that? This is not my role. That's this person's role. Um, and, and, and so you can use that. And then secondarily, like you mentioned, man, it's to protect your own time and your family's time as a business owner, that, that becomes really important. There's, there's seasons, there's harvest seasons where you, you kind of have to like, you know, I sit down with my wife and say, listen, the next like three weeks, this is kind of what's going on. And we, we try to have a conversation and I try to, I try to just like, let her know it's, it's, we're in a harvest season. She's really graceful, but at some point you can't just be perpetually in a harvest season because you'll burn out. And when you burn out and I've done that once before you really burn out and then you're really not getting anything done. Yeah. You said something really great people strategy and cash. And I love that you put it in that order because Mm -hmm. you, you said this in a roundabout way, but you guys grow people. And a lot of people think about, they try to grow sales and they wonder why people are keep leaving because if you grow people, people will grow the sales. So you got to be yeah. developing and growing people. And I love that you put them and I'm sure that's the order that you go mm-hmm. with them as people, strategy, and cash. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean I think like you said, man, if if you take care of your people, your people will take care of your business and your business will take care of your customers. Yes. Like it's it's not that complicated. <laughs> I, I I read a book uh, by Lee Cockrell on creating. It's called Creating Magic, and he said that. And it was it was like mm. when it when he said it, it clicked. But I'm like, man, I never really thought about that because I always thought about our guests that come in our company are first priority. And he was like, no, your staff are. Your staff is your first priority. If you take care of your staff, your staff will take care of your guests. And I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. it just flip the script. And I'm like, that makes complete sense. Um, so we, you know, we worked together 10 years ago, but as we're talking, I'm like, the first time we met was in Belize. (laughs) How old were you when we were in Belize? That was Uh, 2017 or 18, 17 or 18. We were both playing with two different bands and they, (laughs) we spent a whole week in Belize and like, Live like royalty. I mean, it's crazy. We did everything <laughs> that you can do in Belize. Now, remember, um, so this cool. is a short story, and then we'll jump back on. Um, the guy, um, John Chook, who yeah. remember him, he took us like everywhere. And he was, and I, I'm, I hate snakes, hate snakes. <laughs> and he was like, We're going to go cave tubing. I'm like, No, 
there's there's I heard there's snakes in there. Well, the other person would say, Hey, ah, like there's no snakes. He goes, Yeah, just don't bump up against the side. That's where they all are. And I was like, <laughs> What in the world? So that's when I that's when I first uh, met you was way you know, back in the day in Belize. It is such a trip right now to even be having this conversation and looking at uh, <laughs> leadership culture, building a team. I'm like with Evan Silver. I'm thinking, what? Wait, well, I wouldn't even what? know what if you would have said what is leadership and culture and building a team back then. I've been like, uh, what are you talking about? Okay, here's a wild thing. I know we're like going on a thing, but now that you're in the shoes that you're in, right? Do you look back on your band days and go, what in the <laughs> world? Like, how did we even function? How, what, like, how, what, what, where, how do we, how, how do we not think about like a band as a business? Why did we not think about it like that? <laughs> right. Yeah. We were just like, oh, I'll just go out and see. Yeah. We'll go to Oklahoma for 50 bucks and then drive. Yeah, we'll back. play that show. Sure. <laughs> so like, maybe we'll get some on the way there and back. But the crazy thing about this was when, I was leaving the, well, the band, we, we split up and then I worked with you guys. And then I came on to New Spring Church. The, the thing that was so alarming, I think this happens with a lot of musicians, is they're like, what else is there to do? Because mm-hmm. my whole identity was in playing guitar. Totally. And, and I did tour managing and guitar teching and I had to be super organized, which is not me. So I learned a lot of things through that, which carried me to New Spring church and then carried me they taught leadership and culture and i always say leadership is like a muscle it's a muscle that i never worked out and i started working it out and over time it got stronger and uh yeah but i didn't even know what leadership was or anything it's just mind-blowing i'll say too it's not um it's not uh well first off not every band is like uh there are bands that understand that they are a business. I've oh, played, absolutely. I've played, I've played in a few of them that like take it very seriously, understand. And, um, anyhow, uh, so it's not, it's not all of them, but yeah, you're right, man. I think, um, it, it, it leadership is a, is a muscle. It's different than management, management and leadership are two different things. Um, I, you know, I, it, it's just, it's just crazy. And I, I'm so like, I'm going to dote on you for a minute. I'm just like, so I'm so incredibly proud of what you have, done with your career and what you chose to do post it's so fascinating to me when I get to talk to people that were on the road and then chose a direction uh, of their lives and to see yours doing this doing what you're doing and then also giving back to a community even via this this podcast and leading leading other people to lead is really um, really valuable in the world I think and getting to do this, you know, you, you learn a lot if you're going to start a business, if you're going to lead a team. And I think what can be very, very, very rewarding on a much higher level is um, what it will bring lessons that you will learn that will ultimately make you a better husband, make you a better friend to people, make you a better dad, all those kind of things that are like actually the important things in life. I feel like you get to learn a lot of those lessons through through a leadership role in a company. I remember I told a mentor of mine, I was like, man, I'm just, I've got a lot going on. I'm an owner of a a salon company. I'm doing front desk in it. I'm a consultant. I do front desk training with the consultant company. I was like, I just got a lot of hats on. He's like, and you're a father and you're a husband. He's like, don't forget Mm -hmm. that. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. 
Right. Those are the top two. And I was like, I know that. And I never forget that. I knew it deep down inside, but sometimes in, when it comes to leadership and things like that, that's where mentors are so great because they pull out some things that you might already know that just need to be come up to the surface. And you're like, oh, yeah. and the thing about this podcast and the things that I'm just teaching and talking about the things that people have talked to me about. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm just spreading the love because I saw Evan back when he was 26. Now I'm 37. I saw, I mean, I just grew so much and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's got to be other Evans out there mm-hmm. <laughs> that are like, all they need is they need that, that spark where they like, once I heard about leadership, I, it was like a yeah. sponge and I just soaked it up. You know, it's it, meta or not, it, we're all kind of in this thing together. You know, like this whole life thing, we're all just in it together. And there's some people that you have information that other people don't have and vice versa. You can always learn something. Uh, we are all students. We are all teachers. Um, and, and and yeah, I think having having the courage actually even to teach is is really neat. And if, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, know that you have something to teach people too. You know, yeah, it's not. Because this is very, this is uncomfortable for me. I'm yeah. not the person to put myself out there, but I had people that were close to me and they're like, Hey, you yeah. should like, you should talk about this. You should go teach it and talk, you know, and, and I learned things from this. I take notes from every podcast I do. I, I take something away from it, but I always like to ask this uh, question um, and we'll kind of wrap it up with this. Sure. If you could go back 10 years and meet Micah, the younger Micah, what would you say to him? Um, how old am I? Okay. Uh, how old are you? 31. Um, I think I would say, uh, follow your curiosity. Um, yeah, yeah. Follow your curiosity, I think would probably be the best piece of advice because there's not, um, you, of course, I could drop a whole bunch of, you know, things I know now that I didn't know then. But honestly, there's a lot that I know now that I'm really glad I didn't know going into this, To just to be frank. Because if I knew what my job, if I could take a picture of my calendar, like we were talking about calendars earlier, today right. and send it to me 10 years ago, <laughs> I never would have started this company. Never. I don't like, no way, that's horrifying. <laughs> but but it's not it's not it, it it took 10 years to get to the point where it's like no 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 this is wonderful um i love that there's a two and a half hour block on friday for me to learn <laughs> yeah you know um so yeah stay curious follow it follow your curiosity something like that that's awesome i love that dude thank you so much for being on the podcast it's just amazing to see who you were and just the growth, like, I mean, the same way I was talking about me in the past 10 years, you know, seeing your life in just the 10 year span, it's just amazing. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, where, where can they find out a little bit more about your company? Mm. Uh, here's Google Soundstripe. It's, it's one word spelled, to, spelled how, to, how it sounds. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm not good at plugging things. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like uh, go to Soundstripe. Uh, no, yeah. no, for real. Uh, if you are, uh, um, a business owner. If you're listening to this, I assume you're either a business owner or interested in becoming a business owner. 
um, if you get to a space where you do want to create what uh, advertisements or whatever, we we are the we're we're helpful in that. We've got the tools for that for you. Yeah, and I signed up a while back, and it is it's very simple to use. That's what I love about it. The interface yeah. is really great, and the people when they ask me about it, I'm like, it's kind of like Spotify for music you can use on Instagram, you know, Facebook. It's weird because it's like this actual business function that's like dealing with copyright law and licensing, but it's become user-generated content is so normalized now, but people don't know that they can't legally use a video clip shot by a different videographer. Well, if you put, I do not own the rights to this, does that give give you a free pass? (laughs) no. I mean, yeah. So anyway, it basically it, it, just lets people know, hey, I'm stealing this music and I'm going to put right. this up there. So yeah, it's it's a wacky thing, man. It's a weird business. Um, I love it because it lets us put, um, it, it, we get to support creatives and that's like my favorite thing in the world. And I think the, the word creative goes a long way. I think we're all creatives in some sense. Um but yeah, I, I I I love that we get to support musicians and filmmakers and marketers and business owners by, by our products. So it's a it's a fun thing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Touch Salon. We'll touch base soon. All right. Love it. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening. 